The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Setting the Record Straight, where various Christian Reconstructionist pastors seek to understand and dissect the issues that are plaguing the church today, from the pulpit to the pew. Welcome to another episode of Setting the Record Straight, a podcast of the Reconstructionist Radio Network. I'm Travaris Tut, a pastor of Truth and Grace Bible Church of Jacksonville, Florida. And today my message is titled, Individual Economics in the Black Community. The last few episodes, I dealt with group economics and whether or not it was the answer for the black community to enhance in obtaining wealth. History is repeating itself as many men and women in the black community are realizing that the black community is unable to achieve wealth as a whole while looking towards outside resources or trying to assimilate to corporate America that is not designed for their success. The importance of understanding the financial issues in the black community as it pertains to the advancement of the kingdom of God is understanding that church planting in these communities is a huge river to cross. It is easier to get supported financially for decades in the desert, a jungle or some third world country thousands of miles away than it is to get supported to be a missionary in the inner city of America. Therefore, Instead of waiting around for the church in America to do its job for another century, those who desire to plant churches in these communities must labor for the spiritual well-being and the financial well-being of the people simultaneously. That way, the communities are able to eventually support their own instead of having to reach outside for resources. The financial well-being of the people cannot simply be a secondary issue as the financial well-being of the people is one tool the devil is using to continue to blind the people from the light of the world. Their financial distress is keeping their minds busy and occupied and unable to hear outside of an answer to their immediate problems. Yes, of course, the Bible does give many answers to help the poor remain content in such situations and depend upon the Lord for help. However, the Bible also gives practical answers to relieve the poor from this financial bondage as well. And it is not the prosperity gospel. The answer for the black community is clearly not the prosperity gospel, but it is also not the poverty gospel either. The message of the gospel is not that God wants you to be rich, but neither is it that he wants you to be poor or that he just wants everyone to give away all their money, no matter what their financial status is. It's not that he wants everyone to leave their jobs and become missionaries by faith. It's not that he wants everyone to forsake uh, education and just read the Bible while they wait on him every month to pay their bills. Of course, we understand this, that the unadulterated gospel is the answer for everything eternally and temporary. However, what has been mainly emphasized in our generation has been contentment with what we have in, a, in response to the prosperity gospel, as well as faith living, trusting in God for provision through trials, which of course both are important, but something else is missing. Of course, we hear messages on stewardship and that has been emphasized a lot. However, the context in which stewardship has been emphasized barely helps someone living in the inner city in poverty. 
I've already discussed in the previous podcast the intentional oppression of blacks in America we still see uh, the remains of today. Although the overt racism must uh, may have been muffled, uh, even if uh, there was no intentional racism hindering blacks from seceding in this nation today, the fruit of what has happened since over the course of American history to blacks still remains. This does not mean at all that black people have not succeeded or are not seceding at this point, but that does not take away from the fact that there are still many more roadblocks for blacks to cross in this country. The nature of black people is not the reason for the results that we see. It is not that black people are naturally lazy or unwilling to work. The income of African-Americans speaks for itself. Uh, the median income for black families is $20,000 less a year than the national median income. The average home value for black families in America is over 100000 less of white home values, uh, white family home values. And many uh, blacks who live in these properties understand that they will never gain equity in the properties that they live in. And home ownership is uh, still much lower for blacks than whites in America. Whites average uh, income is around 56% larger than blacks and, have, and they have about 20 times more assets than black households, meaning they have not just more income, but more wealth in general. And much of that wealth has been passed down through generations and will be passed down to the next generation and the next generation. And they will be able to turn that wealth into more wealth. And although I do believe that group economics in a sense can be helpful for the black community, I do not think that currently in the age that we live in, it is necessarily obtainable for it to be practiced as a whole as it once were. Neither do I think it is necessarily the best avenue considering all of the outlets that the internet and modern business, uh, the modern business world provides us. I think when many people think of group economics, they think of keeping everything inside of the community, meaning we sell and buy in our communities or we buy in our communities and we sell to everyone else outside of the community as well, but we do not buy outside of the community. We, we put all of our money into black home banks. Um, but for some, this is a way that they seek to separate from the rest of the world with a so-called black agenda. For others, it has nothing to do with separating as a whole from other people, but for the well-being of the black community to generate wealth. Um, either way, unfortunately, many black communities lack unity in our generation. I think that the last of the unity uh, that existed was seen about maybe 15 years ago, maybe. Although in some communities there exists some form of unity, most people are just trying to survive and stay to themselves. So to even have communities where money is circulating to build wealth from within is going to be hard because of that alone. Not to mention the stigma that has already been painted for the Black-owned businesses, even in the minds of Black people themselves. So instead of focusing so much on group economics to generate wealth, people need to tap into the market that is available to us now. Despite all of the roadblocks, we do not live in a time where opportunity is limited by no means. You can become a millionaire from your house or at, even if you don't even have a computer, you can go to the library and, and become a millionaire on the computer without anyone ever knowing who you are or what color you are, literally, or at least have a sustainable income. 
the opportunities for black people or any people are endless today. It is just that many people are unaware, so they settle for less or they settle for being a victim to what society has handed them. Instead of us focusing on group economics, the black community must be taught to create wealth as individuals. Now, I'm not saying that there are some entities that black people should pull out of because these entities support the oppression of black people. So they should maybe pull their resources from them as a form of protest. But this is not necessarily going to help you and your family create wealth. Neither is going to help the black community as a whole create wealth just because you're pulling your resources out of these entities if we don't have money to circulate ourselves. Um, so instead of families uh, uh, being bossed into their current community, they need to be exposed to the fact that there is more to this world uh, than the end of their block, than the end of their city, and way more to this world than, than uh, America and, 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 and racist America. The black community is needed to be exposed to the unlimited opportunities that exist for them to create wealth for themselves and their own families. Once this begins to happen on a major scale, then we will see communities as a whole lifted from poverty. And then there will be more individuals who are able to pour back into their communities. Right now, there are very few who want to pour uh, back into their communities after they have left. Some people leave their communities. They're living in the suburbs now. Um, or they're living in some, some middle class neighborhood and they don't even care about uh, the neighborhood that they came from, and, 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 and many who do pour back in, they do not necessarily help for the long term. Maybe they do some temporary fix. Maybe they feed people for uh, a certain amount of time. Maybe they, they come in and they do some type of workshop, but many times the things that are done in black communities do not give a long-term fix. But the only uh, other people who are investing in these communities are people who are just trying to generate wealth off of the communities and not put wealth into the communities. Um, but there is a proper order in creating wealth, um, as the Bible gives us. And it does not start with telling everyone to just start a business and buy and sell from one another. Neither are black-owned banks going to save the day by loaning out more debt to communities to create businesses that won't last for a year. But Proverbs chapter 24, verse 27 says, prepare your work outside, get everything ready for yourself in the field. And after that, build your house, prepare your work outside, get everything ready for yourself in the field. And after that, build your house. Here we see the wisdom in managing your resources, cultivating the ground, getting everything ready in the field so you can have food and income to live off of these resources. Then once you have these things in order, then build your house. Now you are ready to provide for a family. Many people in the black community do it backwards. They start a family or a few families, and then they start looking for a job. This same mentality is transferred over into creating wealth for the black community trying to put the cart before the horse, trying to create all these great programs for the black community with no real resources to back it up, Time, trying to practice group economics and nobody has any uh, resources, any, any wealth to even circulate in the first place. 
Sometimes it is true. You need to get yourself together and then come back to help others out. Sometimes two is better than one, but sometimes one is better than two. It is not always good to try to include everyone in our endeavors because other people can hold you back from what you need to be doing. You may need to go to school and get a career that will generate wealth from you to take that money and then invest it into a business so it can be sustained longer than a person who hastily goes into a business without proper resources. For many Christians who are already uh, married um, and sometimes single people who come and they desire to be married, they come into the faith uh, and they're both working and and and, and what is emphasized is um, the woman um, needs to be in her home and taking care of it and the children need to be homeschooled, which I am for both. Unfortunately, for black families or for any family that has a husband who is making below 50000 or even $40,000 a year, is unable to support his family outside of government assistance and needs his wife to work or do something on the side to help. But many people are put into situations based on trying to live up to these standards and it becomes a catch-22. One reason it becomes a catch-22 is because the church is not going to help you pay your bills. Yes, they may help every now and then with, with certain bills. They may help every now and then when there's a great need, but they are not going to supplement your income every month. All the while, they may condemn people uh, for being on government assistance. They also condemn the wife working. So how does this man support his family making around twenty dollars to $25,000 a year without living on Section 8 or at least getting food stamps or Medicaid? Practically, it doesn't work. Therefore, one or two things has to happen. He needs a better job, for one. And if he does not have a good education, which for various reasons can be hard to obtain, and even if he wanted to go to school and get in debt, debt is condemned as well by the church. And most likely, secular education is condemned. And the only education that is promoted in many churches is for people to go to seminary. And it is okay for your wife to work uh, while you go to seminary, while she supports you. And then it is okay for you to go in debt because, oh, yes, yeah, for the kingdom. Again, it's a catch-22. However, we are... Uh, we are in need uh, to educate the youth now so they don't fall into these, the trap of these catch-22 so that they can um, be ahead and, and, and not have to send their wives to work, not have to uh, uh, get on government assistance, um, but they're already prepared. But many people are not even prepared to have this type of mentality. Sadly, the mentality of many people, and not just in the black community, but our generation in general, is that making $12 an hour is awesome. And if you make $15 an hour, you're making a lot of money. But if you check with the economic data, those numbers for a family household are not only poverty level, but below the poverty level. If you told many people living in the suburbs they were going to be making $12 an hour, they would jump off a bridge or their wife might leave them. This is why it's important that we educate the black community that this is not acceptable at a young age, that at a young age, they understand that making $12 an hour, making $15 an hour is not acceptable. So therefore, they must uh, reach for a higher goal. But this mentality of our generation, many have no clue what they're aspiring to is a life of poverty. The only exception for making that type of money should be for training purposes or apprenticeship purposes that will put you in a career that pays well over that. So maybe you're making that right now, but it's preparing you for the actual career that you're going into. It should not be taught that, um, 
or it should be taught that this is is not acceptable. Yes, be content, work heartily to the glory of God while you have it, but all the while, while you're making this $12 an hour, while you're making this $14, $15 an hour, you need to be applying for a new job every day, a new career, seeking a new career path every day until you obtain it. The only other option is that the wife is, is working until that happens unless they decide to live by faith. But sometimes when people say they are living by faith, it does not mean uh, strictly depending, depending upon the Lord. Many times it means that they're depending upon others, depending upon debt, depending upon the government, depending upon a GoFundMe account or depending upon the church. But First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 9 through 12 says, Now, as to the love of the brethren, you have no need for anyone to write you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. For indeed, you do practice it toward all the brethren who are all in Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, to excel still more and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, to attend to your own business and work with your hands, just as we commanded you, so that you will behave properly towards outsiders and not be in any need, or as the ESV states, and be dependent on no one. Make it your ambition. Make it your ambition to be dependent upon no one. Paul is all for helping people who are in need. However, he does not want anyone in the church to be in a perpetual state of being needy or dependent upon anyone. So you living by faith should not be synonymous to be uh, dependent upon others. Even Paul himself being an apostle could have taken the full time income from the church. However, he decided to work so that it did not hinder the message of the gospel. Now, most pastors in America are bivocational anyway, and although it is extremely uh, it is extremely hard task, especially in the inner city with all the spiritual needs, physical needs, emotional needs, etc. I think a pastor looking to plant a church in the inner city now should go with the mindset that he will be bi- bivocational as well, or at least having something on the side to fall on so that he does not have to solely depend upon the church because realistically, not only does it become a strain on the members of the church with this type of income, but it also becomes a strain on the ministry. Now, I do believe that pastors are worthy of double honor, so therefore, if they can, they should receive something for their labor. Labor, However, the little income that does come through can be used to help those who are really in need for or for ministry purpose purposes. All of this to say this uh, this is until the black community as a whole attains the wealth needed to sustain full-time pastors and evangelists. The full-time pastors in the black communities are uh, currently are, are mainly sustained by a mixture of successful working black men and women in the city and preaching, giving in a way where the, the poor congregation feels guilty for paying their rent rather than giving it to their pastor. Now, I will say this, that it does not take money necessarily to to gather together with other believers. However, what remains true is many churches are not being planted in the inner city because of this very reason. The lack of financial support, the lack of having people who are able to dedicate themselves to such a task without pay. So rather uh, they, they, they rather, you know, plant churches in in the suburbs where they know they will be financially supported or become missionaries to third world countries because it it's easier to get support so yes we need missionaries uh to the inner city 
But just as much as we do, we need a financial transformation in the inner city as well. So many people may feel as though they are called to the inner city, but it may not be that God is calling you to be a full-time missionary there. But he may want you to get into a career or a business where you can pour money into others to reach the community with the gospel. This is a great need right now. While also using your resources to help others succeed financially as well in these communities. This will complete my podcast today, and I hope it may be of some encouragement to those who have a passion or aspire to plant churches in the inner city or reach the inner city in some uh, capacity. Um, May we go forth with the gospel of Jesus as the only hope um, for salvation. But may we also apply this gospel um, and apply all of the biblical principles that we see in Scripture that uh, speak to all of life. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom. Thank you for listening to Setting the Record Straight. Join us on Facebook at the Reconstructionist Radio Discussion Group. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to listen to all of our podcasts and to download our free audiobooks.